time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 248. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and the Arlo Ranger Smart Home Security Cameras. And we are here with the the force and the whoever the heck they are here in the tech guide studio uh, my name's trevor long from eftm.com.au and joining me each and every week the other bloke talking tech Stephen fennick from techguide.com.au g'day mate g'day trevor welcome to the tech guide theater the um, tech well, guide it's, studio. it's kylo ran it's darth vader and a random generic stormtrooper i do have an affiliation with the dark side definitely yeah, yeah. Anyway, good luck with that. We've got a lot on. Uh, there's been uh, a fair few things this week, so let's get cracking on. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 248. <laughs> well, Tuesday morning. I mean, can I just Did make... Did you get up early? Did you get wake up or you just thought, I'll get up when I want? Your Tech Life listeners will understand because I, I actually went through my day because I was exhausted by the time I got to podcast. Because of the timing of it, and I was worried it was going to go two hours like the last one did, right? Um, I, I, I had to go on the... I do the grill team at 20 past six. I couldn't risk driving from my joint up near Ornsby into the city because, as you know, it requires passport clearance. That's right. It takes two hours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 45 minutes at best. <laughs> um, and so I, I got up at two... Two 2.15, drove to Triple M and, and watched it from there. Oh, so have you heard of a telephone? Can't you do it over the phone, mate? I did my radio over the phone. The best radio is done in studio. Yeah, I, know. Oh, I do 2GB yeah. in studio. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I was up early. I was sitting there in the, uh, in the Triple M studios watching the event live. Yeah. And uh, it pretty much... So just you and the cleaners were there, were you? No, mate, I don't want to break to you, but behind the scenes, as you know, there's hardworking people. Sure, Garcy didn't get in till like a minute before the show, but everyone else was in hours beforehand. MG, Preparation. Yeah. Preparation's everything. Awesome. Um, MG's got an Apple Watch too. Very interesting. Um, so the event was pretty much exactly what I expected it would be. He did address the FBI just quickly. Yeah, it was very quick. Yeah, that, I th- I, I, that surprised me, actually. I thought, well, is he going to kind of cross the sort of the product bit with the yeah. the business bit the political bit and i think what he said was was, was genuine and, and timely i think because today in the u.s was when they're going to be talking to the fbi again which they didn't have so, to do in the end yeah well so the no, FBI's I found think, someone else to crack the phone let yeah, me tell you right now that, yeah. the fbi is going to come back again and say can you help us and apple's <laughs> going to say again stop playing with the phone yeah he's going to crack it with a sledgehammer um, so then they, they did give some of the normal kind of data update it wasn't a huge one but they talked about the um the number of apps in the app store at different times they talked yeah. about um of, uh, android devices. versus ios so what is it um not 80 percent of devices running the latest ios yeah, and two percent of six. android he also mentioned that it's the 40th birthday of the company coming up on april 1st uh this year so it was founded april 1st 1976 yep. so it's 40 years and, and apple he said this himself apple don't normally look back they very rarely celebrate uh, uh look back anniversaries yeah. um but this time he thought yeah 40 years and so he mentioned that briefly along with the fbi stuff but then got straight into um, the other products before they got the product they talked about a few initiatives um yeah Firstly, uh, environment. Let's not. We're not. We don't want to be honest because we'll talk about the the, mo- the more important stuff to the, to our listeners, which is yeah. the devices. But they did try and uh, again talk widely about their their environmental credentials, which they are very proud of. Their solar or renewable energy power at their offices, not factories, offices. Um, uh, their recycling program. They did. Co- they have a very cool robot called Liam. Liam, yes. Yeah, so I'd love to cool. see because it'd have to be thousands of them like in, in one room kind of thing dismantling a phone yeah. so it picks up a phone it knows what it is it but pulls it apart look very very cool someone on Twitter asked a very interesting question well who do they use to recycle Liam when is at the end of his life <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay he's recycling phones what about him do they get another Liam to do it or what do they do Jeez. Liam's going to be, <laughs> be looking Liam, over his shoulder. Yeah, be another Liam, be Liam Neeson. He'll do, he'll take him out. <laughs> I'll find you. He says, I will find you and I'll kill you. 
<laughs> and so they did the the uh, green credentials and they talked about health um yep. an update on health kit plus they introduced yeah. a new thing called care kit which is essentially a way for app developers to do that little bit more with help and health and the best example of that and and it rang very true to me the um the discharge notice from from hospital mm. now I've, I've been hospital twice once for my arm once for the not no need for children anymore situation and in both you've, 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 I thought hello. you have not done that yet yeah, absolutely sorted sweet well, as soon that as makes two of us as soon as Harry was born yeah that um, makes two of us. anyway too much information for the old listener yeah. thanks very much um, but as, uh, being discharged in both occasions given a, a piece of paper a four bit of paper with a bunch of instructions yeah. now let me be clear the first instructions are not ones that would ever be broadcast they were quite interesting but with the arm you it was you know the wound and all that wasn't it <laughs> and, <laughs> and when you got to come back <laughs> for a checkup. <laughs> pun the pun <laughs> You got to come back and uh, to do some tests, <laughs> <laughs> or I think they call Driving it cleaning. Off the road. Clearing yeah, the pipes. stop it! Just stop it! <laughs> Clearing the pipes. Out. Certain number of times. Anyway, so the, <laughs> with my arm, I had clear instructions. I had to, you know, be do this, don't do that, do this, yeah. and and with any a lot of medical discharges, you've got certain medicines you've got to take, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And the idea is that 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 should be digital, and it should be variable depending on how the patient is responding so if you're taking two of these a day for x number of days well why why shouldn't the doctor or the app be able to look at how you're reacting Mm. to that you know medication Mm. you know it should send alert to your doctor and to you saying he's not reacting to the medication it should be doing these things so actually very innovative but research too all the research they've done too all around uh, type 2 diabetes and stuff like that but so being for patients being able to take part in that research because as, as, they're as close as their phone. It's similar to the whole... It was very the, smart. It that, was smart that, that Vodafone Dream Lab thing, you know, put the power yeah, of the yeah, research absolutely. into into the yeah. smartphone. So very but smart a- stuff. Apple's big on that. They've, all, they've always been really pushing the, you know, it's empowering and enabling people to do stuff with and their technology. And I think technology. it's important they talk about it at those events because it is, yeah. you know, three, maybe four times a year that the world's focus goes on Apple. Even though, as someone said to me yesterday or the day before, geez, where they're always announcing something. Well, they're not. It's just that we're always rumouring... Yeah. then confirming and then the announcement and then the wash up so the the halo around any event is quite long so it looks like it's happening all year round which is what Samsung and LG and everyone yeah, else bloody hates so it's important that they do talk about that but then um, let's talk first about the iPad yeah. um, iPad Pro iPad Pro again as we expected as iPad Pro two blokes 9.7 inch it's essentially the iPad that you know and love in size but the power the performance the screen and the accessory capability i.e the apple pencil of the ipad pro that was launched last year and the a9x processor and now this i the ipad pro family which is the 12.9 monster that we saw last year now the 9.7 and and i think that this category so they've got their ipads and they've got the ipad pro this is the i the tablet as a as a laptop replacement category for apple now it's got the power they've got the keyboard accessory so i think they're they're taking on the Surface Pro Four audience. That that mm. people who are thinking, look, do I need it? Do I need a laptop? Do I need? They talk a lot about the laptop thing again. Well, I'm they, still they not convinced by the PCs. It. Remember, they were saying all the people who've come to the iPad Pro from using a PC. Mm. Remember the Windows PC. So they sort of had a bit of a tongue-in-cheek crack at that. So for a company that doesn't do research, they seem to have a bit yeah, of research. They do, yeah, they do a lot of research. But now I, th- I think that that's obviously what it has the power. Uh, so not only can it be used with the you know, writing on the screen, but it's also got the power to replace your laptop. Yeah. I Look, I don't. I like the iPad Pro for what it can do, but I don't like the size of it. So this is perfect for me. Yeah. I'm quite excited about the device because... It's too heavy for you, isn't it? Yes, mate. Just heavy. a bit too heavy. I like the, I, I've got to say, I love the big iPad Pro. I can't go back to a smaller one now. Of the, big, the big screen's got me. I prefer 12.9, go big, go home. Or go home. <laughs> you what are you laughing at? What's funny about that? Funny so you like 9.7? Mm-hmm. I like 12.9. Okay. That's it. As long as it works, that's all I care. Absolutely. It's how you use it that counts, as they say. The proof is, do with it that counts. The proof is in the pudding. The, um, but I look, I, I like the idea, and I said this on the Today Show, I like the idea that parents can have the Apple Pencil and give it to their kids and they can see their kids draw and play on an iPad that's that's teaching them how to use yeah. a pencil because a finger or a stylus... See, the thing about a stylus, and this is the thing that people that haven't properly used an Apple Pencil don't understand. It's not just a line on a screen. It's, it's an intuitive, smart, digital accessory. That's why it's so expensive. 
and it does so much more than just put a line on the screen and that's what most people don't see so bringing that to the 9.7 inches is a critical thing Absolutely. starts at 900 bucks yep. uh, working its way up not a bad price really when you think about what you're getting and, for your and they've also introduced a new uh, 256 gig memory uh, ver version as well yeah, the capacity sorry. so that's 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 pretty which big. again aims at those laptop buyers Absolutely right so that people right. who are looking the at the laptop, laptop replacement yep. 256 might be yep. storage they want to have that's a lot of bloody photos now, to they, now they've got the uh, even they're even offering the the 12.9 inch in the 256 yeah. gig as well so yeah. if you've bought one already you'd be thinking well if we finally had a waited six months i could have got the 256 gig it always happens doesn't it always wait. Never, offer a, an upgrade program never look over your shoulder when buying technology let's be clear <laughs> um and so then the phone now again as was widely rumored they didn't take my name they went with the iphone se um I just said it, it'd be nice if they gave it another name yeah. just to give it some context, you know. Yeah, I but this this phone I has put a number in it, but I think if they had to put a five in it, it would have made it, it even more old. like the five. That's, yeah, right. that's right, it would look old. So this phone has a two year life ahead of it. Yeah. It won't need to be updated for two years. Um, so that that's that I think is the critical yeah. the reason they've they've not included a number, but. <sighs> You know, inches. that's a good size screen, mate. Well, that's what we were all using up we, until eighteen months ago. We all use those screens until everyone went big. Now, I got a lot of. Well, I didn't get flack. Apple got flack in a lot of the interviews I did this week. People talking about, you know, they're going backwards. They're not understanding the market. They sold Whoa. thirty million four-inch screen phones last year. It's not. not it's they not know them. the market absolutely. What I was going to say, they know the market absolutely. So they're they're not going to do this just for kicks. They're going to do this because they know they're going to make money with it. And and not only is it. Yeah, because not everyone wants a big screen. Not everyone wants a five-inch screen. Plenty of people using an iPhone 5 now and not upgrading because they don't want a bigger totally screen. right. They want one-hand use. It's just a phone for them. It's convenient. And that's exactly what they're being given. But on the upside, apart from it being more affordable, 679 is the doing doing the raw conversion from the, um, the 399 US price. Mm. I think it comes up at about 500 and something. Mm. So we're, we're seen to be paying a premium on top of that. I hear that, but I say... But it's well within Apple's. The, that includes GST on our side, and it's side, well within Apple's right to charge the charge the yeah. premium because you know what? If people, let me put it this way: six seventy nine, cheapest iPhone Apple's ever released. Yeah. yeah. So how can we complain about that? You know, yeah. it's cheaper than the iPhone five S, which was on sale up until yesterday. Mm -hmm. So you know, the the fact is, the iPhone five S has been available to, for sale for seven twenty nine, eight twenty nine, yeah. up until now, and they've released a brand new version, basically of that phone with all the insides. So let's be clear. It's an iPhone the, 5 from the, the outside with, with different colors, yes. um, rose gold, gold, the slate, and the kind of gray-white. Yep. Um, but the insides are essentially an iPhone 6. Now, 6S. But let me be clear, and I, I copped a, a little bit of Twitter criticism about this, but <laughs> deal with your life, people. Um, I'm not saying it is exactly the same because, yes, there is some differences. But for the average Joe, 95% of people, mm -hmm. it's essentially you choose the screen size, you get your phone. Yep. I mean, most people don't know that the camera on the iPhone 6 Plus has optical image stabilization. The iPhone 6S doesn't. But essentially, but who the, cares? Cam the camera is as good as what there is on the flagship product, which, which as is, is the processor. Which so, is the problem with the iPhone 5? Tick, tick. So you've got processor, you've got the camera. Uh, so that, that, that works for a lot of people. Screen size, you're obviously making a conscious decision if you don't want to go the bigger screen size and you can't afford over 1000 bucks for the phone, then... This is your option. Now, where it's playing in the market now is really interesting. I think a lot of other companies are a little bit nervous to think that, hang on a minute, suddenly we're competing against Apple here where, when before we didn't do that. Like the, right. the, your Huawei's and HTC's and, and Alcatel, all these other companies, these companies are thinking, well, yeah, before Sony, this, all, Sony, yeah, well, Alcatel's sort of a bit lower, but Sony, LG, HTC, Huawei, Huawei Oppo, Oppo like it's it's uh it's tough out there. I think now with, with now that the apples in the in their backyard. The thing is, people have often wanted an iPhone and not got one because it was too expensive. Can't and now afford. that that barrier comes down lower. Yep. Now here's, and that's why Apple did it. You said before people were criticising them; they're going backwards. Well, they're not. This is going to increase their market share. Absolutely. Worldwide market share is going to increase. The reason Samsung's number one worldwide is because they've got a phone at ninety nine bucks. And twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. That's why they won't beat Samsung overall because they're not going to bring out a ninety nine dollar and a hundred dollar and a two hundred dollar no. like Samsung do. No, but in the premium range, they will. But yeah. now let me tell you, who's the biggest loser today? Samsung. 
mm. because Samsung's global sales figures are always excellent for Q Q two Q three. Mm. Oh, sorry, Q two because it's when the, when, when their flagship comes phones, out. Yeah. And Apple has the peak at the end of the year. So what's Apple done? They've created two peaks, two twin peaks. peaks, mate. Yeah, twin right? peaks. Good show that one. Yeah, I never saw it. <laughs> no, but no, no, you're right. I think that yeah, a- Apple. Of course, you got to remember that we need to wait. And there's going to be another what six months to go before we see the next iPhone. And let's be clear, you're buying. If you buy the iPhone SE today, you are buying a, a great phone. Yeah. But in six months, there will be a better camera, a better processor, right? And they won't put that in your phone. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see whether they do it next year. But I think this phone is a two-year cycle. Yeah. I think they update the flagship every year and this one every two years, so that they maintain a balance. Maybe. Or although, don't forget, we're going to move up to a seven this year, so. This could very well become like I think they'll probably keep the six in in market, so yeah, six S will stay. So in there'll market. be there'll be an ad, added layer. So yeah. it's going to be at the end of the year you'll have a seven, whatever configuration. Well, right now you can buy you can buy an SE, a six, or a six S. Yeah, but at the end of the year you'll be able to buy a seven and a seven seven plus whatever it's going to be called. Yeah. You'll be able to buy a six and a, and the SE. Yeah. So there's going to be three layers of phone. There's still three layers right now. Yeah. You can buy the six and the six S now. Yeah. Are oh, the six. I'm not sure. Can you still buy the yeah, six? You can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but no, but well, six and six S are you know kind of the same model. They look the same. Yeah, but the price but, differential, right? Yeah, but but they're gonna there's gonna it's gonna go even one layer deeper. It, it, uh, it always it maintains that three yeah. three phone um, range or, or let's call it five phone range. It, up until this week, it was five S, six and six S, six plus and six S plus. At the end of this year, it's going to be SE, six S, six S plus, seven, seven plus. Uh, and then I think it'll be another year before they bother doing anything with the 4-inch because then what they need to do is they, they do need, after four years, they need to change the design of that phone, yeah. put the curved edges on it and bring it down to an well, iPhone I 6 think, look. I think, and how they've done it now where the, the, the 5 has sort of become the SE, then maybe the 6 will become the SE. Yeah, but it can't because they've got to have the yeah, four-inch screen. No, but it, well, use the redesign, re- yeah. use the design, just re-engineer, just retool a four-inch phone to look like the 6. So interesting times, interesting times. Um, uh, the full details of the press conference, the full details of the pricing are at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. We get up early so that you don't have to. And, uh, did we ever? Did we ever? What about the Apple Watch? You're going to mention that real quick? The, the uh, price the has dropped. Bands. But no, has the price dropped in Australia? Yeah, 429 instead of $499. Right, okay, cool. Um, and then some new bands. Uh, Black Melanese Loop is a smart move, I think, because yeah, I like the Melanese I think, Loop. Um, you, that'll match your phone. My, I've got a silver phone. Here. <clears throat> silver watch. Silver watch. Yeah, yeah I think phone. I like the Melanese Loop, but it just looks a little feminine to me. <laughs> really? Oh, look, I've, I've seen, no, I've I've seen, seen blokes it. wearing yeah, it, and it doesn't right. look bad, but I, every time I yeah. go to put it on, I just feel like it just feels well, weird. you got a bit of a weedy wrist there, mate. What are you doing? Oh, well, mate, sorry. I haven't, I haven't invo- <laughs> How many links did you have to take not out? not involved in scrums and tackles <laughs> in my life from... How many links you like? I took out two. What did you take out? Eight out of yours? I don't know. Three and two. Three on one side, <laughs> really? two on the other. So you took five links out. I, th- I think I took so. Two out of this. Maybe three. I don't I know. Two. Why what? are you being like this? I don't know. I'm just saying. We're just we're talking about watches. It's on your wrist. And what I just... is it with you and size? <laughs> it seems Girth to me that is I'm also on... not an important measure. <laughs> we're talking wrists here. My aren't wrist we? is working fine. Yeah, mate. Good. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Two bucks talking to. Well, LG held a really interesting event, I have to say, it was to launch their new TV range, but they, they took it one step further than just sort of standing in front of us and showing, telling us screen sizes and prices. It was a really interesting setup. It was held over at Foxtel. Uh, it was hosted by Matt Shervington. They had a couple of special guests. Well, they had they had our good mate Grant Vandenberg, who's a, who's a listener. Hey, Grant. Yeah, he, uh, he he was there. He did he, well. He went he for a bit of a presentation. Went for a bit of a casual but uh, professional look. It the, was excellent. The black polo tee played I, it well. He's a, he's a fit Tally. man. He plays his cricket. Yeah, he so. does. Yeah, there you go. I liked how he had his. Uh, his... I reckon he'd have a similar size wrist to me. There you go. Well, are we you saying that Grant Vandenberg's got issues? <laughs> what what are you saying? Yeah. Not at all. But I did like his presidential prompters. You know those little the, the, oh, yes. on the angle. That was really yeah. smart. So you can't read at the back of the room what they're saying. So it was all down there. It was all private. Yeah. But he did a good job. It, it wasn't even like he was reading off an auto cue. I was going to say saying natural. he was reading on. I think that was for someone else. No, no, it was. Shervo looked like he was reading off an auto cue. Struggled. Grant did a good job. 
But the other people they had there was Patrick Griffiths yeah, from was Dolby Vision. Yeah, Trevor Long was there and Stephen Fennick was there. But they had Patrick, it was a Patrick Griffiths from Dolby Vision from yes. Hollywood. Yep. They also had Peter James, who's a really famous Australian World-renowned cinematographer. cinematographer. He's a member of the Academy. He shot Driving Miss Daisy, which went on to win Best Picture Oscar. Uh, he shot... He worked on Wake in Fright, I learned it learned uh, back in the day. He, he's, he's been involved in a number of films. And it was just fascinating to hear them discussing the, the, the main features that LG were talking about, which is HDR, high dynamic range. But the thing with uh, LG, the, the secret source in their HDR is the addition of Dolby Vision. Now, it's sort of HDR, it, it, it's like HDR on steroids. Mm. Dolby Vision adds this colour depth and all, all these extra extra bits to making the wider colour gamut and making it look even better. Anyone that knows uh, digital SLR cameras will know about your f-stops. And, and what I took out of the, the event was that the OLED, we all know the OLEDs are blacker than black and whiter than white. But what I took out was what that gives is a, a bigger volume of colours over a wider range of stops and they actually call them stops and you know uh, your cinematographer was talking about how you know film is this number of stops it was very yeah, interesting was to think that that is, that is the kind of nerdy weird. thing that people are dealing yeah. with because who would know you're just looking at a TV screen right yeah. but the it, it, it did interest me that the, the LG's advantage is it dips way down into the dark scale because it basically creates a whole range of colours yeah, below what most, what most yeah. things just show zero and it's got like minus 200 um, but it didn't actually go quite as high in colours than as, as some of the others. So it's a compromise at, at a very small level at the top. Yeah. But gee whiz, it, it, it graphically proved and represented the, the advantage of OLED in the market. And yeah. that's, this is, and we talked about this before and I'll, I'll say it again. This is the interesting thing that, that, that LG is going to do. They're going to push this OLED. They're going to push HDR because HDR is in other products as well. Yeah. And they're going to try and create a conversation about TV. And I think that's what I took out of the, excuse me, out of the other day was... Yeah. They're trying to create a conversation about television picture. Now, the the best example of that is the OLED challenge. You walk into a Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, whatever it is store, and they in in most stores they'll have set up two TVs, uh, uh, one of one of their um, LED TVs and their OLED TV. Not yeah. because they're trying to bag the LED; they're just trying yeah. to say here's just the difference. Show the comparison, yeah. It's not going to make people buy OLED because they're probably not coming in with that money in their pocket. But what it will do is educate them. And I think it creates brand awareness. So mm. I think LG then becomes Absolutely. the brand they think about. Yep. So I think that's the cunning strategy here from, from Grant and team is to say, we, we, we accept people, not all people are going to spend five grand. Although I did have a caller the other day on TUE going to buy a $9,000 TV. Like he was luck, pumped. Good luck to Pumped him. about it. We should point out, though, that it wasn't just OLED they're talking about. They've no, got no. a whole family of super UHD and all their LED products, even full HD products, mm. which, which make up now a smaller part of the range. But it's the story they were telling. I, I, I like the line they used that, you know, H, why, what is HDR and why should you care? That was kind of a, a, a really like a bold first step to educating the customer yeah. because uh, it, it, just like just like when Netflix was introduced, mm. suddenly everyone was wondering about their Wi-Fi network, yeah. making sure they could stream that content. And I think in a similar way, people are going to pay attention to a feature of the TV that's not just going to be in, L, in LEG TVs; mm. it's going to be in every TV, but. How, how it works, why it's better, and the content that's going to be coming at them from places like Netflix, yep. from Ultra HD, from YouTube. And you made the point that it's yeah. going to be in other TVs. This is the critical yeah. thing. Yes, HDR is in Hisense. It's in Samsung. It's in a bunch of TVs. But what LG is trying to do is prove that HDR is one thing. Having the best screen to show the HDR is another, yeah. and the combination is OLED, right? So, again, they come back to that conversation about OLED, which raises the awareness of LG, mm -hmm. and I think it will boost their... They're mid-range TVs as well as yeah. the OLED, but, and like, and they, they did make the point too that you know we've the markets now we we all know about 4K UHD, which which gives you additional pixels. What HDR is doing is now what do you do with the pixels? For what each, are, what for are the each individual pixel what are the quality of the pixels? That's right. So uh, Dolby Vision, I think they do a they do a pixel by pixel, frame by frame. Uh, look at the, at the picture to, to provide that that added dimension in HDR, sort of to make HDR better. 
So um, it was really fascinating to listen to to Patrick from Dolby Vision and uh, talk to uh, Peter James too. I think Peter James said that he was given a copy of The Revenant, which is the film that Leonardo DiCaprio was in. He won the Oscar, Best Actor Oscar for it. Stephen nodded at me like I knew and, that. And the, the cinematographer, The Revenant, actually won the Oscar as well. And he shot this with HDR. And, and Peter was given a disc to watch in, in, this, in this format. And he said to me, he said, look, I was only going to watch 10 minutes of it, but I, end, I was so taken in by how he used the, the HDR that he watched, ended up watching the whole movie. One of the judges for the Academy Awards That's is only right. going to watch 10 minutes of it. <laughs> I thought that myself, yeah. yeah but interesting. He must have a lot to watch. He's got a lot to get through. But I think that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, you're meant to watch sure, them I'm all and sure. vote. But he is a member of the Academy. And a lovely guy, too. So you, you'll be hearing yeah, from he was, him. He was uh, very on good. On the uh, you can listen to the Tech Guide podcast next uh, Monday. Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, and that'll have those interviews uh, within it. Uh, details about the LG range of television is at techguide.com.au. <laughs> Where do I start? Andy Penn, who's a long-time listener to the podcast, probably... <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> is he really? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well, look, let's be Andy, clear. This is how are you? episode 248. He probably won't be listening until July when he when he catches up because when, he's a bit he, busy. When the network is actually working, he can oh, download no, I was episode. just trying to say he was busy oh, and he couldn't right, download okay, his podcast. Sorry. I thought you were talking about the, um, making a joke about the quality of the Telstra network. No, 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 no. I was just <laughs> suggesting that he's going to be busy in meetings and downloading podcasts won't be his priority. But let me just say this to you, Andy. You've got a major catastrophe on your hands. I mean, I, I believe this is at vote fail proportions at this point, mainly because of the virality of the problem, right? When... So many people can can talk about a problem and and share oh, it now. And they can sh- they can uh, and that was. I've I think almost la- forgotten that that since we last podcast we've had two outages. Yes, that's right. Like uh, in a week. I, I was about to update us on yesterday's, but there's been one before that. So <laughs> let me go back to that one first. And and I did touch on this in great detail in, in my Your Tech Life podcast. So I'll be very brief. But you know, on Thursday afternoon, I was in Melbourne. You were just flying home, I guess, from Melbourne, were you? Saturday morning, um, I flew home. Uh, no, but you flew home on Thursday night and back. I do too, yeah, you're right. And so there was, there was outage, there was reports, there was problems with Telstra. Um, it got rectified, but it took hours to, to really rectify it because of the, the kind of flow-on effects. The next morning, Andy Penn does a, a press conference at the Telstra headquarters in Melbourne, which I was, I was in Melbourne, so I went there. And, you know, he goes, we're sorry, there was, a, there was a problem, which as we went to fix it, caused a greater outage, which affected 50% of our customers. That's 8 million people. And I pulled him up and I said, sorry, what was the original problem? Because that's critical, right? Last time it was an engineer put, plugging something yep. in wrong. He said it was an overseas uh, uh, undersea cable link issue, which caused problems for our global roaming customers, which then flowed on to others. Now, here's the thing. They began to fix that problem. And then even on Monday night, there were reports of people having slow internet, home broadband customers having slow internet. And so I talked to Telstra and they go, yeah, we're, we're still working on the overseas cable issue. We're rerouting traffic. Da, 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 da. This is the latest one. The this, latest no, this is Monday night. This still, is just, this is just Telstra week. broadband at home. And that will, that will continue on Tuesday night. And then Tuesday lunchtime, I'm sitting there, radio on at TUE in the, in the kind of breakfast area, you know, the kind of kitchen mm-hmm. table. And Stuart Bocking goes, I'm just hearing um, reports of, uh, of, of, of another Telstra outage. So I ring Telstra. And they're, you know, because they're, they're not answering their phones or you can't get through to them because their phones are broken. And again, another outage. Mate, two outages within the time we've recorded a podcast is unbelievable. It is. And the worst uh... part is they've blamed a card in a computer in somebody piece of software in, Mel- in, in Melbourne, right? Yeah. What does that mean? That means three reasons for three of the broader number of problems. Mm. You I think they'd be better off saying that engineer keeps plugging the wrong cable in. Yeah, I think it's look, you know, Telstra and this is from their own from their own mouth is the the best network in Australia. Yep. So therefore held to a, a much higher standard, would you agree, than the other networks. So, you know, the the, the greater the greater the company, the greater the fall. When something goes wrong, and also it's, the greater the scale, massive. they've got more customers than anyone else, so they have a scale issue. So they're held they're held to a higher standard. When something goes wrong, a lot of customers have got a lot to say, and it was it, it, I've got to say it, it wasn't. If social media funny. existed when Vodafone was around. Oh, imagine that, but it, it, it was actually quite funny. A lot of the memes that were put out, like there was a guy with a solar panel on his head, Telstra. I mean, working it existed. On the it just wasn't as big. Well, you know, it, it's I, I had some some of my readers 
getting in touch with me saying, oh, look, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Like the Telstra store's got no idea when it's going to be back on. I think it's time to look for a new network. And swooping in at that time was Vodafone with a, with an offer, a very cheeky offer to offer one free month of service on a, on a plan for anyone who wants to port their number in from another network. Mm-hmm. This is right in the midst of the outage, wasn't it? So yeah. opportunity. Well, isn't it ironic though that Vodafone is saying this now when they, were ha- they went through their dramas, well-documented dramas? Well, I think they, they were smart not to say na 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 What they were doing... And, and I actually, I spoke to them in the afternoon before that announcement came out and I said, you need to be careful here because you look like complete dicks. Yeah. But oh, I agree with what you're doing. But <clears throat> see, they've got, I think it needs to draw attention to what Vodafone's done, which is build, rebuild the network. But also yeah. they offer a 30-day guarantee. So if you join yeah, Vodafone, yeah, if you join that's, Vodafone that's and it's ages. crap, yep. you, you can get out of it. Absolutely. So that's available to Telstra customers today. Yep. They've got a data workout. You switch to, tel- switch yeah. to Vodafone, you get two months of free data. Two months yes, of free data. just a free data day. That's right, yep. two months. Yep. Plus now you're getting one of the months for free. So there's a compelling um, excuse to, to change because the fact is most people won't switch even though they're grumpy at Telstra. When I say to people you're getting a free day of data on the 3rd of April, of April yep. good news, 25 hours worth because of daylight <laughs> so savings as well. Yeah, that's right. But And they say that's not good enough. I say, well, what are you proposing? What would make you happy? Yeah, yeah. And if you can't well, answer you know, that question, you know change bloody carriers. You know what would be fair? A free month. That's never going to happen. Give them a free month. Never going to happen. Well, look, I just look. In, in, Although they've been out for about a week and a half now, so well, it, it could. It's, it's adding up. But I think is Telstra now becoming the situation now where I mentioned earlier how they're they're held to a higher standard. Now, in in newspapers, I remember when whenever I I, I call this the pit bull theory, right? When something goes wrong, you know, there's a story of a of a pit bull attacks a kid, and it's a it's a big, it's a story. So for the next week, every pit bull dog attack is news. Now pit bulls aren't suddenly rising up and attacking people. It's just that now we're paying attention to it. That's sort of my pit bull theory. Is this now happening with Telstra, where any little thing is now going to be reported on? Any outage that any any little if, if a bunch of customers on Telstra on Twitter get on there and say. My phone's not working. Hashtag Telstra outage. Totally, I Are agree. we seeing that? Is I, I that agree what we're what seeing now? now? And I worried that I was falling victim to that very theory, okay? Um, because I can be quite vocal in, in many circumstances. No, really? Yeah. But even on Tuesday, when they had their lunchtime outage, not lunchtime outage because it's just lunchtime, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just something you Lunch do in your day with Telstra. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't just tweet, there's a problem. I, I, I checked their service status page. I saw problems. Yeah. I then checked what Twitter was saying, them, uh, Telstra was saying themselves, which was, we're aware of an issue we're investigating as a priority. Yeah. And that's when I went with it. Because if Telstra's saying that, I'm sorry, that's an issue. You read Telstra's tweets because they're very good on social media. And they don't just say, oh, you know, we'll investigate. They say, have you tried this? Have you done that? To a lot of people. They're the people. They know that's have not a real big problem. Again, so they said? Mate, they said that to a couple of people <laughs> on Tuesday. Now, one of the things, here's the, here's, the, here's the tricky bit. I've spoken to a few network engineers at different networks because Telstra people really aren't talking. Um, and there's a thing called a, a signal storm. And that's what happened last week. Basically, they had a problem. And basically, everyone had to go off the network and reconnect. Yeah. And that, in telco terms, is called a signal storm. And it just it just screws the network because there's too many people that can't handle that load. Yeah. I Look, my, my bottom line here is there was, there's been multiple outages. And there have been three excuses given. That is fundamental problem with Telstra you, behind the scenes. You don't think it'd be worse if it was the same thing that happened again? I think I'd feel better about it. I, 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 I think I'd feel... If one thing happens, they've fixed it, it's not going to happen again. It's something else. So and l- something l- else. Let me, let's, let's play with an analogy. I haven't thought this out, but let me say my car battery goes flat. Two weeks later, the battery's flat again. Two weeks later, the battery's flat again. Did I fix it correctly? Did I take it to the wrong person? Or was the battery or, or is, so let's say we didn't replace the battery the first time, we, we did something else. And you, you would go back and, and if, if that was Telstra, you would say, we need to bring, we need to talk to those people, we need to probably fire those people and bring better people into that first round of diagnosis, right? Well, maybe it, well, it's not your battery. Maybe you this didn't is, have enough oil in the engine or maybe you didn't okay. have... So so then if I have, if my battery's flat one fireball. day, right? And then the next day, next week we come back and, and the oil's gone and we have to get the engine rebuilt. And the next week we come back and there's a tire off. A man is going to say to me, get rid of that bloody car. Yeah. But, You're not going to accept that. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's no, why that worries me greatly. Yeah. And, and frankly... Um, 
we we haven't heard like if I'm Telstra, I'm releasing numbers, dollar information about what they've invested in the network. But they haven't done that because Optus and Vodafone have, have over the years talked about the billions yeah. they've invested in the network both in the tower front and but, the behind the scenes but Telstra haven't been in the habit of doing that though but they have they, yeah, they've yeah, talked not, about not, their not network expansion the I tell you what they've done I tell you what I think they've done they have built new towers they've put new things on the towers to give you 4GX mm-hmm. and they have um, they have neglected their core network now when I say core network I'm talking behind the scenes infrastructure network I'm not talking about their mobile network yeah. I'm talking about their core network. And anyone from a telco world listening to this now will know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And they've neglected that core network, and that is what's causing the problems right now. Yeah, um, it's that's a big accusation. It's a big that that's that's a big statement because Telstra, you know, at the moment we we were talking to them in Barcelona. We talked to Andy Penn, Mike Wright, all their all their bigwigs there, and they're talking five G and four G, you know, four G plus and four point five G and everything. Like if I'm that, Andy Penn, put the brakes you know? on everything, yeah. and you make sure your network is rock solid yeah. behind the scenes because that is what you pride. That's what you're proud of. Mm. That's what you should be proud of, and it's the best network in Australia in terms of um, absolutely for regional rural coverage and. You know, in, in many technologies, it's also better in metro areas. I, I can imagine that they're not just sitting there and thinking, geez, that was a bad luck yesterday. I'd say pretty oh, assuredly no. that they would be going through every detail, every screw, every and nut and bolt. And the challenge for Andy team is it's a big company, mate. It's well, a very, very big the heat's company. On. You know what they say? You know, it, 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 when when the going gets tough, the tough get going. If they're not gonna, if this, if this is, uh, this is a crisis, and that's fair to say, they're in crisis. Yeah. They've got to step up, and they owe it to their customers who are paying decent money month to month to be part of the network. And I'll go back again. I think that. For them to say, okay, they have come out and given the reasons why the network has gone down and this and that and offered free data, which is okay. But I think it'll be a lovely gesture to customers to say, right, we stuffed up. We value your, you, you being our customer. We'll give you a month off. Month off your network. million accounts. Well, what would be worse? People leaving the network to go somewhere else or trying to keep them satisfied keep them to, to, to say look we're you thinking know, about you we value we value you being a customer stick with us we'll end on this but you make a good point actually now that i think about it you know what they do because this is how companies work this is a public company that answers to shareholders they stand up at the next agm and they say you know what we, we had a major outage here's what we've done about it because of the major outage we had to invest not only in the network but in our customers and we're, we're we've got a loss of a billion dollars because Those we had free to give data the free days data. aren't free oh they'd mate be lose, they'd be, it they'd would be cost losing them something pocket change well that, that, but, but that do you think then having said that then is that satisfying for a customer if you're a telstra customer you think okay i'm going to download game of thrones five seasons on my phone it's not going to cost me any go to my towards my data limit mm-hmm. you know Maybe they should um, give everyone a free month and change their billing cycle to 26 days. <laughs> That'll be extra. <laughs> so then it'll be 14 billing cycles a year, right? Yeah, good on you. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear and their Arlo range of uh, security cameras. The Arlo Q has arrived. Keeping your family and home safe can be a challenge, but the Arlo Q is designed to be an easy-to-use security addition to any home with a bunch of features that will give you peace of mind. The Arlo Q lets you hear and see in perfect detail. It's got brilliant 1080p HD with night vision, so you'll be able to see what's going on clearly, regardless of the time of day, and it features two-way audio, so you can talk with anyone who's there. You don't have to be a security expert to install the Arlo Q camera in your home. All you need is an existing Wi-Fi network, and the Arlo app. Arlo Q has free cloud recording, so you can store and review the last seven days of recordings for free, plus upgrade options. To learn more, visit arlo.com slash au. Well, um, junket time. Uh, we both enjoyed the hospitality and we'll talk about Epson in a moment we went down to, to the Melbourne Formula 1 Grand Prix with Epson on Thursday and Hisense on Friday because Hisense put on a, a rather gala event for Hisense this is a company that 
has basically just been chipping away at the Australian market. Um, they haven't had gala events because they've just had great TVs kind of thing, you know, at good prices. They um, they went to a bit of trouble. They've, they've invested in the Red Bull Racing Team. They're sponsors of the team now. They're doing a lot of sports marketing and sponsorships. It's very smart the, stuff. The official TV supplier of the Formula One as well. That's correct. Um, so they had a uh, they had an event at the what they call the lounge there, which is the entrance to the corporate facilities at, at Melbourne. And Daniel Ricciardo from the Red Bull team came along, and I got very excited because he's just such a nice bloke. <laughs> I mean, he's a top bloke. I was bloke. there. You were excited. I did see you Bloody excited. Yeah. I ran. I ran. Yeah. Um, top bloke. And, you know... It, he, he mentioned the Hisense TVs, Absolutely. but he was there just to be interviewed. He's a pro. Though. But critically, what they did was launch their ULED TVs. Now, mm-hmm. we saw these in Berlin. We saw these, more importantly, at, at CES, CES, and we knew they were coming to Australia. But we didn't know the pricing. And I'm just going to skip straight to that, mate. Yeah. The pricing is phenomenal. Like, phenomenal. You can get a 50-inch TV, 5-0 inches for 1500 bucks. 4K TV. And it goes up to ULED 75 TV. inches for five grand. So... For 75 inches, five grand is the price of um, LG's 55-inch OLED. So good luck with that decision. If you've got five grand, I don't know what I'd do. I've got to be honest, I don't know what I'd do. We should point out that uh, ULED isn't another form of OLED. No. It's, uh, it's LED and the U, they say, stands for ultimate. I think ultimate. And In the same way that Samsung's S UHD for, stands for... For, for super, yeah, exactly. Mm. But uh, the... The, the technology is basically LED TV with all this new technology. I think there's like 17 patented technologies in the television. And what was impressive about it was its, its likeness to OLED in terms of producing black. That's a really difficult thing, as we were talking about earlier with the LG TVs. It's very difficult for an LED TV, which has an artificial backlight, yeah. to produce black. And let's be clear, they, they are absolutely targeting the OLED uh, in their marketing, because they, which is smart from them because they're piggybacking off LG then. But they know they're not better. So it's a very smart move. They just know that people will want the best picture quality and they won't all be able to afford it. So it's, again, it goes back to the LG challenge. If you put the LG's OLED next to the Hisense ULED, absolutely the LG will look better. But then put the Hisense ULED up against uh, even a Samsung, a Sony, yeah. whatever, and I challenge you not to be impressed. And that's why these prices are phenomenal. So, Stephen, I ask you this because I've just posed the question to myself and I can't answer it. <laughs> You've got $5,000 cold hard cash. You're yeah. at JB Hi-Fi. Yeah. You've you're, buy, you're an average Joe. I buy Joe. Star Wars on Blu-ray 40, 40, 4,000 times. No. <laughs> do you buy a 75-inch television mm. from Hisense, which is 4K ULED, mm. or do you buy a 55-inch OLED from LG? I've got to say, I'll probably go the OLED. I would sacrifice size for quality. It's the first time today. <laughs> uh, now, that's a good question. But sacrifice you know what? But you size know what? for quality. That's what Customers, my wife said. <laughs> <laughs> Customers are going to have this dilemma. Like I think that Hisense is, and they said they're the number three brand TV brand in Australia. I'm going to LG tell you, and, and I've made my decision. Yeah, seventy five. Go big or go home. Really? Yeah. So we're swapping. We're swapping our. I now I'm, this is a very personal decision because our lounge room is massive at the so TV end. Size over quality. I think I would. Is that right? Well, see. Okay. Again, our lounge room is also quite bright. Okay. Yes. So I don't think you get the best from OLED in a bright environment. You don't really it's get the, in a the darker room. Yeah. So if you're in a theatre like this, and let's say you didn't have the ability to project for some stupid reason in here, I'd want a I'd want a big TV. But I, then I, then I would go, no, no, I can black this room out. I want OLED. Yeah. So I think the environment plays a role. Yeah, yeah you're so, right. So, but it's, it's a, but this it's is the thing. This is the challenge, right? But five you know, grand's you know, a lot of money. High sense would be delighted that we're that we're having and this conversation that, right? because. If, oh, I if want the to customer can have that same conversation, then hello, they're they're they're. they're I want in the people right on Twitter. The, the hashtag is Ziggy Zaggy. Go big or go home, or quality over <laughs> size. size. Um, or you could just say High Sense or LG. I'm I'm curious. You've got yeah, five thousand dollars cash. We shouldn't forget Samsung. There's Samsung in the mix too. You can buy quite a TV. If you had five grand, you could also buy a pretty good Samsung TV. But not seventy five inches. So I'm, I'm just trying to make not. the point about quality over size. But here's the thing with Hisense, and, I, and they've, they've done really well cutting, you know, they've got a lot of cut through in the market. They're very visible now with these sponsorships and the, these promotions. But I think they've, they've, to me, it seems they've sort of shaken off that 
oh, we're a Chinese brand kind of stigma. Totally. They've, yeah. t- they've left that behind them. They've really sort of focused on creating good products. And they present themselves great. as an American brand, really. Well, they do, but uh, I think design-wise, forget the picture quality for a second, design-wise, yeah. the TVs look brilliant. It's bloody thin, really too. thin, thin bezel, yeah. thin TV looked terrific. So, And, and then, then you look at the pricing... And wow, this is suddenly ticking all the boxes. So I think a lot of customers, and you can buy Hisense TVs. These new TVs, the ULEDs, are out in mid-May. I understand from then. Gonna stagger the, the sizes will come yeah, at different times. But I, I think that I'm not wow. sure when my 75 inch will arrive. <laughs> yeah, you've already organised that one, have you? Good on you. Well, we've got a new entertainment unit which will definitely fit it on okay. if uh, Andre's listening. Right. Okay, yeah. Grant, yeah. I could probably fit one Shout side. Out. I could probably fit it side by Shout side. Shout out to Grant or Andre. <laughs> We're open to offers. First in, mistress. <laughs> We're over to offers, Andre. Good, good to see you down in Melbourne, Grant. Good on you. But uh, no, no, I think look, high sense, good job, and I think that was a good fit with the with the Grand Prix. It, yeah. it was a great event to showcase. Uh, I, I liked how the what was that guy's name from the US, the techie guy, um, Chris, Chris Porter. Chris Porter. Uh, shout out to Chris as well. He's another listener of ours. But he was sort of going going through. He he we've used named more listeners yeah. than we have. You realise we, we drop a lot of names. We're going to have to pick them up later. There's plenty here. But um, he was he used the example of uh, the smooth motion processor of the TV. Oh, you know, sorry for Chris. LED. He did get the wind up. Well, yeah, I, they put the they put the nerdy tech really? bloke on. Yeah, there was a woman standing next to me going like vividly winding Seriously? him up too. Oh, oh mate, okay. he wow. looked filthy. Well, He'd flown well, all the way from the US. Uh, It'd be uh, like Dolby Vision bloke at LG getting the wine. I'd be like, mate, you've just flown <laughs> me here what for what? Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I liked how we used the example of the Formula One as, like, if you'd like to watch sports and, like, action movies on this TV, you're not going to get that motion blur. Mm. So that, that was a good tie into where we were at the time, the Grand yeah, Prix, absolutely. the TV technology. And we got a chance to get right up close to it. I was looking really closely at this TV. So I was going to say, detail. get some glasses, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Now, just looking at the clarity and the the detail in the picture, I was very impressed. And I'm but again, and a, I'm, I'm a bit of a stickler for picture quality. I'm, I'm big, I, very fussy. This sounds like I'm pitching for a TV. I will get the TV to review, absolutely. Yeah. But this is my thing. It's but same when with, they get it back again, isn't it? <laughs> no, they will. Same with LG, unless they're interested, open as well. <laughs> the same with same with the LG. I find it important to watch it. Watch your normal television. Yeah. I want my kids watching their shows. I want to watch my. Show. I want to see what it's like without the demo reel. Because that's yeah, what exactly. you know. You can rig well, rig the demo reel. We should we should point out that's right. So they've they've connected a hard drive to the TV, which is streaming native 4K content. So no upscaling going on. You're using every single pixel with this U-Boot Vision that, that's just absolutely pristine. Yeah. So it's not kind of your day to day what you watch. But Grant, I'll put my order in. 65 inch LG OLED. What do you want? A uh, 50, mate. You can't get a 50. You can't get a 65, 65. for five grand. Well, of course. Five grand, mate. Remember. So you still going the 55? Rates Are you still going the 55 from Harvey Norman? <laughs> yes, I would. Yes, I would. But mates' rates, I might go up to 65. <laughs> Pause the podcast, everyone. Pause the podcast. Go to Twitter. Zaggy, Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag. And if you don't know the origins of the Ziggy Zaggy hashtag, if you're new to the show, please tweet us. We'll tell you all about it. And I'll, yep. I'll send you a photo of Ziggy Zaggy. And don't worry, it's none of the stuff we've been talking about today. It's uh, it's dogs. Um, <laughs> it could be it could be anything. Um, I'd love. I would genuinely love to know what the average Joe, if size they had five grand, yeah. size or quality. You got five grand. Do you want 75-inch TV? Take the two blokes challenge. This is the two blokes challenge? Yeah. And then you walk down to Harvey Norman and take the OLED challenge yeah. with LG. Absolutely. Uh, great TVs from Hisense. You can check them out at uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. You'll probably find more photos of Dan Ricardo on the EFTM site than... I've got, got one in mind. I, know, I think I, I might have too. <laughs> you got a couple. <laughs> you really fanboyed up, didn't you? You were oh, a fanboy. Mate, yeah. He was following me around. <laughs> Thursday night, he's at an Aston Martin event. Then he's signing autographs. Yeah. And That's then he's at sense. I mean, yeah. dude, You've taken out you ABO, smiling honey badger, just leave me alone. <laughs> Bugger off back to Europe. Have you taken out an AVO yet? <laughs> How did we go, by the way? Just really came quickly, forth. Came forth. really quickly, Formula One wrap-up, okay? Yeah. Now, you've, become, I, I know, like, you, you've really no, become involved. Well, I have, it's only because of you, because I know you're a fan, just like you've become a Star Wars fan because of me, oh. right? <laughs> Technically. But I, I was interested, I was, I was texting you during the race and sort of asking your thoughts on the qualifying and the new format. Here's Thanks, your, Bernie. You here's stuffed your it, by the way. One minute review of the Formula One. What did you think? How'd it go? Qualifying was uh, awesome, then appalling because the format was terrible. The Formula One race was unbelievable, mainly because it was a massive sn- stack, yeah. which is always uh, worrying to watch, but awesome because yeah. everyone walked away. 
Dan drove a good race. He got through from eighth so he was through to fourth because because a because of a couple of incidents, but also because of good strategy. Yeah. Um, and it proved that we are going to have a pretty good battle on our hands between um, Mercedes and Ferrari. Yeah. And I think Red Bull are closer than they were last year, I so it could be a good year. Sebastian Vettel and the Ferrari team they they really sort of took got the, got the jump at the start. I've never seen anything left like the it. Mercedes boys behind, but be filthy. but they fought back. Mercedes fought oh. back. And one, two, finish. Not bad. He's a Mercedes fan if you haven't worked at him. <laughs> two blokes talking to Well, there is an interesting development from Samsung. They've created, the, you know, they're a well-known company for, for creating, obviously, TVs and smartphones and things like that. But there is a part of a, a division of Samsung that is in the, on the development side that they have a program that actually brings together people from different fields and they, they bring them together and to see what they can create using technology, trying to solve real world problems, to trying to sort of t- take the challenge on creating a new product. Mm. In this instance, they've brought together a neuroscientist and an engineer to come up with a product. Now, the product they've come up with is a sporting product. It's called the Brain Band. Now, this is a device that's worn around your head, just like a headband, and it can detect the severity and direction of a head blow. Now, you, you think about the NRL, AFL, all these contact sports. A lot of where talk about concussion right concussion now. Concussion is a red-hot topic. concussion rule. That's right. And now imagine, uh, up until I'll now... I'll stop you right here. You, you've played competitive football, first grade rugby league. Um, is this... Have I been knocked out? Yes. <laughs> no, no. I'm, oh, I wasn't going to suggest that I knew that already, just from knowing you. Um, What's your name again? <laughs> um, from a player perspective, what does all this talk mean? Does it mean does it mean great? I'm going to be okay, or does it? Do some players go? Oh, seriously, I know I'm going to get knocked out. Oh, it's part of life. Well, no. well, where does it fit? It's not like this. This isn't a protective device. This no, 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 this no, is a sensor. Knowing, that's what I'm saying. Just knowing well, about I, it. I think look, you know, that the the uh, a club, the NRL, have got a duty of care. They've got to look after players today. So why isn't everyone wearing head head headgear like Jonathan Thurston does? Well, because it, it's it's still a choice. Uh, I think that the the NRL has done a good job in in creating this awareness and they set down these new rules where an independent doctor assesses a player. You see Jared Hayne on 60 Minutes? I did. You see him mention the head, the headgear, you yeah. know, it, it kind of made him realise, you Absolutely. know, what was going well, on. I think it's it's necessary in, in the NFL, but oh, in, in the NRL, the situation at the moment is if you get a head knock... It's only necessary you, you, in the NFL because they the other players are wearing well, it. It's because you're also, they're also wearing very hard padding. But that's well. what I'm saying, take yeah. all that away. Yeah. Isn't it just rugby league? I mean, it's a terribly annoying thing to say to someone who's a massive fan. I'm yeah. sure if you're listening, you're driving off the road, but if you take all the padding away, doesn't that create a level playing field? You can't yeah. let you can't let some players wear bloody helmets in, in NRL. Oh, You've got it's got to be all or nothing. Well, it's not helmets, so they wear headgear, like soft padded headgear. But, yeah, but, but the thing is, though, right? You get a head knock. The mo- at the moment, an independent doctor looks at you and they say, "How many fingers am I holding up? Can I count backwards from ten? Tell me the the count the months backwards. How many fingers am I holding up? Yeah, uh, four, three, two. I don't <laughs> know. But that's 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 them judging symptoms, and they don't know what's going on inside. So you what head. you're saying is this technology so that this Samsung's technology, part of can actually provide an immediate diagnosis by giving data. That's you can right. find out what's actually you happened in see, real time. You can see that you've had a certain amount of force, a certain amount of G-forces on your head. On your so you, the, a referee can see instantly, as can the medics and the coaching staff, they'll think, oh, God, Trevor's just had a 50 G-force hit in the head. He's got to come off. Straight away, without even without you having to come to the sideline, without you having a concussion, it could be bad. Yeah. Oh, 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 so so that again, that that gives them some data to make a judgment rather than sort of seeing how groggy you are and whether you can count backwards from ten. This gives them hard data that they can then actually use throughout your career. So you can they can say, mate, you've had four fifty G force hits in the last two years. I think you better take the rest of the year off. So you got to remember then down the track, once your career's over. Then the effects of this, the effects of this, could be long term. So this is a way for you to know straight away if something's happened. I'll give you a really good example. A couple of weeks ago in in the AFL, a Richmond player was went up for a mark during the preseason game. Trouble was the ball was eighty meters away and he was concussed. He went up for a mark and they thought, "What's wrong with this bloke?" He, 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 they thought he was suffering heat stress or heat stroke, right? He's a Richmond player, uh, and they thought, 
they they found out that he was actually suffering from concussion, but they couldn't work out when he got hit in the head. They had to go. They go through the video and they thought, oh, hang on, yeah, that that happened. Took him hours to find the incident that he got hit. Now, if he was wearing a, a brain band, mm. they could tell instantly, oh, he's had a head knock. He's got to come off. So here he was wandering around the field, off his nut, potentially opening himself up to further injury. Further injury yeah. And that, that's just so, an example. And you've got to remember, hey, this we're not just talking professional level here. No. You talk about junior level, yeah. where there probably wouldn't be an experienced There's medic no one at the ground. Four fingers, no. Exactly right. So you think of the nervous parents who are thinking, oh, God, I, I don't want, you know. Well, that the, means they, the price has got to, be, got to be low enough to make, uh, right. you know, clubs be able to afford it. I think it's going to be something that the NRL would look at, the AFL would look at, possibly the NFL would look at. Well, the N- uh, Todd Greenberg, step. the new CEO of the NRL, and just yeah. we digress, but what a bloody great appointment. The bloke's yeah. a serious legend. I've been yeah. dealing with him for 15, 20 years yeah. uh, in, in his role at ANZ Stadium and then at the Bulldogs. Top bloke will do a good, good things for the game. Absolutely. He was out this week talking about technology with GPS trackers yeah. and things that are going to be introduced to the game. Shouldn't this just be part of it? Shouldn't it be that, you know, certainly uh, uh, begins to be a, a device that is available from the NRL before totally. it's even made? Made, uh, uh, to be compulsory. Well, I think that it looks ridiculous now, but they can put well, that into headgear. Well, no, it looks it looks like a headband. So that well, like I've got pictures on Tech Guide of the, the, the. It's not no different to a taped headband I, that a lot look, of players would. I wear. take that back. The players look ridiculous as it is with these bloody man buns and stuff going on. Have you well, seen exactly that? I've turned right, on two yeah. games and they look ridiculous. <laughs> they look ridiculous. If I'm near one of them with a pair of scissors, I'm cutting that crap off. <laughs> if my son comes home with a man bun, gone ski. Find a new home, sonny well, boy. If he's wearing a brain band, forget the man bun. And there are also LED indicators on there as well. So the colours light up. Red, if it goes red, you know you've had a bad head knock and you're straight off. Mm-hmm. So I think it's... It would help. It would make, I think, the the job for the doctors easier to yeah. know that there uh, that that someone's had a, a head knock as severe as they can, yeah. as severe as it is, and they know straight away. Well, hang on, mate, you've just had a fifty. You're not going back on again yeah. because before, when I was playing, as stupid as it sounded, you got a bang in the head. It was kind of they they thought you were they think you were soft if you went off. You got to keep going. Yeah. So now that with all these precautions in place, and rightly so. This just gives them added added information. You know, information, knowledge is power. So give that added information, they can make more informed decisions. And to put that in context for you, Formula One cars have G-force sensors in them. And if the if a car is, is crashed and has a high enough G-force rating, it's, it's, in, it's compulsory that the driver is taken to the medical center regardless yep. of their of their perceived condition. So it's not, not unprecedented, not so. unheard of. Well, uh, very interesting technology. And you can read all about that at uh, techguide.com.au. Well, this is um, slightly awkward and um, reasonably controversial. I've been benched. Um, last week, I was given the opportunity to do a minute review. That opportunity was not even afforded to me today. Um, well, however, have you got something to with that? No, with that said, with that said, <laughs> Stephen has his two minute reviews here. Stephen, I don't want to break it to you, mate. It's a podcast. You don't need to have the actual kit with well, you. No, I, like, I, like, <laughs> I like to have it. I know it's uh, it's radio but um, TV, it looks but... like he's uh, looks like he's ready to charge his phone. What do you got That's for us, right. Stephen? Well, this is the uh, Mike Flip Red Belly cable, and what this is, and you know the frustration, Trevor. Whenever you've connected a micro USB cable, how many times you put it in the wrong way? Quite often. <laughs> oh, you get it right every time. Anyway, I'm talking cables here, okay? <laughs> the, what, what is good about the mic? That is, is the, the advantage of the lightning adapter is it goes in both. Well, that's right. So iPhone users, terrific. They've got a reversible cable. What about if you're an Android user with a micro USB and has, and USB-C, which is on the Nexus and the LG well, G5? That. That's great. But, but millions of devices don't have that. And it's bloody annoying, especially at night when you're going to bed. That's right. So this mic... If I can't do a minute review, I'm going to chime in on it. Okay, the mic flip is uh, is a cable. It's only fourteen ninety five. It's a two meter it's long a cable. Bastard too. It's two meters long. Has a bit of girth. Has it's quite long. So this can go into your mate. micro USB port either way. Good so what a, what a got thing, no, woven nylon cable. Tangle free. So you get it from simtechtech.com. There's a link at Tech Guide. But this is just a, a, a great little product for those who who are looking at the lightning cables and thinking, geez, I wish my cable was reversible. That Well, now it is. This is the world's first reversible micro USB cable, $14.95. Techguide.com.au. And for those of us that love a selfie, uh, but there's never enough light, 
What the hell is this? This is the iBlazer 2, and this is a wireless LED flash. Now, this has uh, it's a little uh, little device with four little LEDs, so it comes with a clip that will fit on your phone or your tablet, and you pair your phone to the device using Bluetooth. And it will work with the, the native camera app, or you can download the app that, that will work with the iBlazer as well. And the point of it is giving you added uh, control over lighting for your pictures, whether it's your selfie, whether you want a certain light temperature. So this isn't necessarily for those people who are really vain and want the great selfies. This could also be used on a, a digital SLR camera, for example. It comes with a, you can buy an additional uh, shoe for it to slip in the top of an, a digital SLR, for example. Yeah. So, and it is quite bright. I am going to turn it on and blind you, Trevor. There you go. Is that bright enough? It's like looking in the sun. So the so the the iBlazer 2.0 can be used with your with your smartphone with a tablet can even be used as a light. Mm, so much? if you want to use it, it's eighty nine ninety five. Available now, but those are pretty strong LEDs. So you can use it as a lamp. You can even plug it into uh, permanently connected to USB, so it's it's not going to run out of uh, power. So you can use it as a lamp, use it as a flash, whether it's on your phone, on your tablet. Or on your digital hey, SLR. Them apples, son. The iBlazer, and it's blazing my retina right now. Eighty nine ninety five. We can have a good hand puppet show. We can put some good, <laughs> good hand puppet show. Where is it? Put it on the wall. Do you want to see a rabbit? <laughs> Where is it? Put it on the. <laughs> <Put> it <somewhere. laughs> yeah, look, look up there. Can you see the rabbit up there? <laughs> I'm taking a photo of that. I'll tweet it shortly. Two blokes talking tech. Oh, that's it for the you week. Entertain oh, the kids with that. Program. I don't think I could laugh anymore, to be honest. And I appreciate that uh, you bring that to my life today, Stephen. Uh, it's been great, list- uh, great listening to you, Stephen. Been great talking to you as well. Uh, great to have your company, everyone at home. Uh, we know that most of you are on your mobile phones, driving to work, walking to work, running to work, whatever the hell you're doing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Do jump on Twitter and tell us what you think. Go big or go home. Quality over quantity. Whatever the hell we said. LG quality or high sense. Size over quality. quality the challenge is you've got five grand. You can buy an LG 55-inch OLED TV, brand new, out of the box. Or you can buy a Hisense 75-inch 4K ULED. Which would you buy? Thanks for listening. Thanks for learning. Back next week. See you then. (laughs) 